This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Just wanted to give a, a quick update and plug for the upcoming conference. You say upcoming, it's a long ways away. It's really not. We are already in the month of May, the conference is a little bit earlier this year it's september 22nd and 23rd we have two speakers that i am personally very excited about jonathan gibson if you ever listen to um his he has a podcast where he does these little blips they're informative and and i have enjoyed them he's written numerous books and then Dr. Miles Van Pelt, both of them are Old Testament scholars at Westminster Seminary and, and Reformed Theological Seminary, and they are speaking on the theme of God to us. So it's the relationship of God with his people, um, beginning in the earliest parts of Scripture and then tracing that through um, his interaction and relationship with his people all throughout, not only the Scripture, but just throughout all time. And so you don't want to miss it. You can register at reformationboise.com there are half of those that are speaking today that are registered and half that are not <laughs> so the young pups are are registered the older more distinguished members of of the group have not quite registered yet but you know we'll, we'll get there we'll get there i guess we're just eager eager that's, that's right and hopefully you come. I have been stockpiling books. I'm excited for the bookstore that will be unleashed at the conference. And so um, if you don't want to come just simply to be with God's people and learn, you can come and just get the cheapest books that you can find west of the Mississippi. Is that, Am I allowed to make that claim? I, I, I think you could make that claim. Okay. For okay. one weekend only? Sure. For yeah, one. for one weekend only. It's kind of like those world-famous hamburger restaurants. <clears throat> you see, you know, yeah, yeah. This is a world-famous bookstore. <laughs> That's right. Yep, yep. So famous that yeah. only 500 people have heard of it. Um, <laughs> we are going to look at a series of questions over the next while. I was home and I picked up a book from my dad. It's not the book itself that actually is that important but the title was about the important questions of the bible and i said to my dad hey do you mind if i just take your book um because i think there might be some great questions for radio we are not going to do all of the questions in the book but we are going to make our way through at least some of those the opening part of the book talks about questions about the gospel and salvation so we are going to start in that broad category and the first question really is in some levels you would think well this is so obvious why is this such an important question and hopefully by the end of the show you'll know not only the answer to the question but you'll understand why it's so important to have the answer clear in our minds especially in the context in which we live 
So the first question, gentlemen, is simply, what is the gospel? Well, the gospel is the proclamation of the person and work of Jesus Christ and um, how the benefits of the salvation that he brings is appropriated by faith and faith alone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's simply that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Son of Man, was sent into the world, born of a virgin, sinless, born under the law to keep the law that you and I break every day. And as the sinless Son of God, he met the requirements of God's law. And um, because of that and his substitution on the cross, those things can be imputed to us, the, his perfect life. So it's about how uh, you know, God reconciles sinful men to himself through Jesus Christ. So I, I, that is expandable. You know, the, there's quite a bit that we can understand about that. But basically, it's this, that salvation was completed by our Lord Jesus Christ for us. Yeah, it summarizes it as God delivering sinners through his, by his grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And um, it's, uh, it is, uh, if, as we consider important questions in the Bible, I think it's, personally, it's, it's the important question. And um, because if we, I think if we don't understand the gospel, if we can't articulate it even simply, can we really say that we have believed the gospel? Yeah, well, so by literally it means good news. Yeah. Right. So if, at least in some sense, you have to back up and say, wait, good news, is there other types of news? Yeah. Well, what's the good news in response to? The good news is there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. Uh, there's no condemnation. Um, you know, if you were to ask Paul what is the gospel, you know, he would have. T- in fact, he said, I, "I'm going to I'm going to give you something of first importance." And it's good w- that our question starts there. This is the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you stand. Uh, this is First Corinthians 15. For I delivered to you as of first. Pe- importance that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scripture that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures that he appeared to uh, these many witnesses so he you know the first importance is that he died for our sins mm-hmm. and the bad news you know is that uh, we are sinners before a holy and righteous god that there's there's no way that we can be reconciled. We can be redeemed. You know that's that's the bad news, and uh, we are dead in our sins and our trespasses, as Paul says. But then, but God, being rich in mercy, with the great love with which He loved us, has redeemed us in Christ if we believe in Him through His grace. Yeah, the inversion of Romans eight one, which Jonathan quoted, is for all those who are outside of Christ, you remain in condemnation, mm-hmm. separated, alienated from God. If we go back to what Jonathan said earlier, that the gospel can be expanded, I think part of that comes out of 1 Corinthians 15, 2, in which Paul says, and by which you are being saved. Mm-hmm. So while the gospel is the proclamation of Christ and his work, and we can think about that as an accessing that good news through faith, it's not a one-time deal. It's the it's whole point a, of our it's text. A, it's a past, present, and future part of our uh, understanding. I mean, we were, were saved in, in the past by Christ's death on the cross. We are being saved in the sense that we're growing more and more like him and we will be saved when we're glorified in heaven yeah it's part i of, think there's a radio program that's like that yeah it's part of why uh, it's in our gospel title for life yeah. yeah so we are it is it's it's not something that we just need to be justified to be brought to christ it's the gospel is something that we do need every single day 
and we need it preached to us. We need to think about it and meditate on it and what God is doing for us. So these guys have been talking about this whole idea of condemnation and sometimes people settle in on John 3, um, 16. But it's interesting that in the broader context, we all know that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that he might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. And then it's like the rest of the chapter of John 3 just disappears. But the rest of the chapter of John 3 doesn't disappear. Mm. It says, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And then the chapter ends by saying, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Mm. So as Jonathan and, and Vinny were saying, for those that are in Christ Jesus, for those that believe in the person and work of, of Jesus Christ. And I would say what they're believing in is not just that Jesus Christ died on a cross so that his blood would cover their sins. They're also believing in the, in the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. If you only mm-hmm. believe in the death of Christ, you're not going to have salvation. And you also have to believe in the life of Christ. Yeah. Right. He and lived even a perfect his, life. his deity as well. You know, mm-hmm. in Romans 10, 9, if you profess your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Some translations have the Lord Jesus, but that title Lord isn't just that he's our master and that he's our Lord over us. It's it's tied to the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, that mm-hmm. covenant-keeping God. And so there is this, we need to understand that Jesus is God. And uh, you know, it goes on to say, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and uh, you will be saved. I think it's important, uh, you know, just even the de- definition of, of gospel, as you said, Russ, that it means good news. And very often, you know, people will take the law of God and try to make that the gospel. Mm -hmm. The law of God is not the gospel. The law of God is what convicts us and points us to Christ, who alone fulfilled uh, the requirements of the gospel for us, Mm -hmm. which is why you can say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So when you talk about the gospel, what you're saying is it's good news that Though we were born in sin, and we were born with not only total depravity, but total inability, we didn't want God, and we wouldn't choose God, we wouldn't go after God, but the heart of the gospel is that we have a God that comes after lost sinners, Mm -hmm. that God had, before the dawn of time, decreed that he would, because of his nature, save those that were in rebellion against him. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're chosen by the Father, who then sends his Son to do a work that we couldn't do. What's demanded of us is perfect righteousness, perfect Mm -hmm. holiness, that we have to be perfect in everything that we do and say and think, and we can't do it. There's no good enough. There's no good enough. It's we're not graded on a curve. Right. Mm-hmm. You just can't you can't just be better than somebody else. You're not gonna I mean, you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't do it. So God sent his only son both as a human being and as God. Mm-hmm. And he came and he lived a life that we couldn't live which so that we might have a righteousness. Which makes mm-hmm. it good news. Yes. Yeah. And that good news was proclaimed by God himself right immediately after the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. 
he will crush your head, but you will bruise his heel. I mean, that's yeah, the promise the pro, of the promise. Savior. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we we talk about meditating on the seven parts of Christ's work: his miraculous birth, his righteous life, his atoning death, his glorious resurrection, his victorious ascension to the throne, his generous sending of the Holy Spirit, and his hope-filled promised return. As we think about what is the gospel and the components of Christ's person and work, putting our faith and trust in those is the reconciliation between humanity and God. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is what exactly what Jonathan was saying earlier that we can't work our way into salvation. We can't keep the law. The law is only going to show us that we, we're falling short. And that's what, what Paul is teaching in, in Romans, that for all of sin and have fallen short of the glory of God, that we've fallen short of the, the, the demands that were placed upon us. But Jesus fulfilled them. And as we trust in him, what happens, and this is the glorious part of then how the gospel is lived out, now all of a sudden he has graciously given of his spirit, he's changed our will, our, changed our desires, and now all of a sudden the law is something that we do not to earn our salvation, but because we have been given new life. And so in a gospel-filled transformation, the law becomes the display of the gospel, mm-hmm. um, the gospel for life. We live it out. We live out its truths. That we are being more and more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, and we're running in obedience to the things that God has yeah, declared. There, there are wonderful effects of the gospel once you receive the the gospel. I mean, every, everything flows from that. Your relationship to others is gonna is gonna be transformed. Your every relationship is gonna be touched by your understanding that you've been forgiven and made whole and are desirous of following him. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you tomorrow.